When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply going on everybody welcome to the backpacking podcast as always john kelly here with jeremiah stringer the king of kentucky backpacking and jeremiah we have quite the uh, topic for today <laughs> yeah we we're talking about what we wanted to talk about and uh you know john was kind of on gear and i said well dude i have my original list that i took like basically to pack everything for the vermont long trail and we'll show it a little later on but i literally have in there Written in ink pen, like here's some extra stuff that I forgot to print up. And I think we want to talk about some luxury items too. And I have a nice little surprise at the end of the list uh, that I want to show you. I think I'll give you a chuckle. I like that. I like that. So we're going to basically share um, <clears throat> what we did when we first got into our first long hike and how we put our gear list together and all that stuff. We did them two very different ways. Yeah, well, I did the Vermont Long Trail, and you did the Sheltoe Trace, and I pretty much like flew in and backpacked it all in just one swoop. And then, how'd you do yours? I did mine through uh, several different weekends, um, hiking, and I did I did kind of a flip flop hike. I, I did from north to Miguel's in the Red River Gorge, and then I did south to R Miguel's in the Red River Gorge. Yeah, so that just goes to show you. Um, the backpacking season being here, you don't have to, you don't have to have like an abnormal job or take a leave of absence from work to do a longer trail. Uh, you can do it the way John did as well. Kind of break it up into weekends or if you can get a week off work, that's, uh, not my wife's idea of a vacation, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to get out as much as I can, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. And honestly, it was one of the most fun things I ever did uh, hiking this trail. I got to do it with Brian Carpenter, who's been a guest on the show. Uh, if you've ever seen Carpenter Woodworks and seen some of the things that he's done, the trail signs and all that stuff, it's pretty amazing. But he and I got to do that together. Uh, you actually met some people on the trail and kind of created a tramley while you were out there. So we had two very different experiences. Yeah, and, uh, you know, whenever I was getting ready for the trip, I just got a call out of the blue from a buddy and then two weeks later i was on the i was on the trip so luckily i had a little bit of experience backpacking before that um you know i'd done some other trails but uh this really like kicked me in the rear end and uh john gives me grief i filmed the whole thing but only produced a couple videos but today what i have to share <laughs> is the list so i just wanted to kind of run through um, with John and talk about real quick on each piece of gear what I used and how did I like it and uh, well, let's go ahead and pull your gear list up all right I got it so here we can talk about this a little bit you see <laughs> I was using a red ink bit and I marked them off as I as I did them there I was like oh I got my food got my flip-flops some money so uh, first thing was permits and I didn't need a single permit you know, and that's really the first thing you got to look at whenever you're deciding where you're going backpacking at, you know, is if a permit's required, are the dates available to even do it? Because I know like, um, uh, what's the gorge over in um, North Carolina? 
Oh, Linville, Linville Gorge. Linville Gorge, yeah. So I know if if you don't have, they do like a kind of like a lottery system. So if you don't have the permits and you don't uh, apply in time, you're not going to be able to go legally. Uh, my backpack, I used the Osprey Atmos 65 liter and performed great. Uh, now I can get away with a smaller size, or I typically will still bring a pretty big one. I think the last trip I went on, I still brought my chicken tramper, which is like a 55 liter ish. What uh, what what backpack did you use on the Sheltoian? How did it well, perform? Funny funny thing, it's sitting right here. I decided to pull it out and have it ready. <laughs> so it's the uh, ULA Ohm 2.0. Um, I actually. I, I talked with a guy on the backpacking gear flea market on Facebook mm. and they were selling these. And at the time you could only buy them in the, uh, nylon, uh, fabric. And it was about the time that X pack was starting to become more of a thing. And uh, he said, Hey, I can hook you up with a ULA backpack made with X pack. He goes, we don't offer this on our website or anything, but if you're wanting one, we can make this happen for you. Dude, you got and the hook so, up. So I forked out the money and bought bought it, and it was fantastic. And it's, it's still a great backpack. If I didn't have a YouTube channel, I probably wouldn't own any, of, any other backpacks, honestly. What size um, is that one? It's a 50 liter. Okay. Yeah, you was, away, you was able to get away with a little smaller than me on that long trail. But I think I got some cold temperatures. I, I really needed the extra space. Yeah, the, it really wasn't all that cold when I was doing a lot of the stuff that I was doing on the Sheltoe. Even when I was hiking in uh, November and December, it wasn't terrible. Right, right. So, uh, basically, my list also looks a little different than yours. Oh, let's take a look. As at you can yours. see, like, uh, I went all out and decided I was going to be that guy, you know, who does a pie graph and then does all of his <laughs> base weight in ounces. And then what is the total pounds? And the funny thing is, I put all this out there thinking I was so smart, but there's so much stuff that's actually not in this list. Like, the chair that I took with me for the whole trip or the, uh, the actual, my med kit, my med kits nowhere in this list. Um, ground sheet, other stuff just never made it onto this list. So, and then I put for down jacket, I put zero, which obviously is wrong. So <laughs> we need to remember, add a this was first attempt, right? First attempt. Yeah. You need a miscellaneous category. That's like, I don't know how many pounds it'd be, but you'd just be like, Add twenty five percent of what I have here to my total base weight. Yeah, well, and what's crazy is now, with the chair and everything, my base weight actually is just around nine pounds right now. So, dude, you're um, a madman. I love it. I love it. My tent right now is twenty ounces. My backpack is twenty ounces. So, I mean, you're already looking at two pounds off right there just from that. But, uh, but, yeah, so this was my setup when I first got started. Uh, I still have the same top quilt that I used back when I started this whole thing. The top quilt was uh, the Enlightened Equipment uh, Revelation quilt. And I still use it all the time and uh, still have it as part of my gear. Um, until I can get a 20-degree quilt that's nicer than that one, um, that's going to continue to be the one I use. The quilts, man. See, that's another another thing that you were able to get away with lighter weight than I was. Because I took a sleeping bag. I took the Nemo Disco 15, and I paired it with the uh, the Neo Air X-Lite. The, like the yellow, like ruffles, <laughs> you know, like crinkle bag whenever you roll around sound. 
So yep. I paired those, and they did great. But you talking about the quilt reminded me of something that I want to tell you that happened at the Gorge. So we we talked the last couple of weeks. We've at least talked or mentioned about my trip where I went with Jason and some other guys to Red River Gorge. And um, one thing that I totally forgot was straps for my – so I used a, you know, a tent on this one. Typically, I use a hammock. So one night it got kind of cool. I forgot my straps. And I was wondering, do you use straps on your quilts? And depending on the time of year, you kind of get away from them. I don't use tents when the weather gets cold enough that I would need straps. And how cold is it? I stay warmer it? in a hammock. I just sleep warmer in a hammock. So I don't, when the weather starts to get cold, it's, it's all hammock all the time. I don't even, I don't even give it a chance to get cold enough for me to use. So I don't know where any of the straps are for any of my quilts, <laughs> to be honest with you. So it comes with straps and you're just like, don't need those. Just throw them in a container somewhere. Well, you know, we all start off poorly when we start backpacking, <laughs> so. Actually, they just got misplaced somewhere. I have no idea where they are at this point. But for me, I mean, in all seriousness, the moment it gets cold enough, once the weather gets down below like to 55 pounds or 55 degrees, uh, it's it's all hammock from that point forward. Okay, well, I, I didn't really think a whole lot about the temperatures. I was like, I'm going to bring uh, like a warm bag. I think I brought my Western Mountaineering, which is like a 28 Ooh. degree. And that's great, except without the straps, you know, even in, you know, you start getting in the low 50s. It's getting a little cool. It's been rainy. Everything's wet. You know, your yep. loft isn't as lofty as it sometimes is. And uh, those straps would have really came in handy because, you know, you turn, toss and turn in the night. So I'd wake up and then I'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot my straps. I got to lay as still as possible, <laughs> you know. And then you keep trying to tuck the, the quilt under you. Just total pain. So a little advice now, for I will, everybody. I will say I do have a sleeping bag though that that kind of helps with that. Um, oh, it's it's. Uh, no, I do good with you know the sleeping you, bag. I can't. I don't get any drafts because you zip it all the way up. Yeah, I do have a sleeping bag I can use if it's going to be a little cooler. Oh, okay. And it, but it's a it's a zipperless sleeping bag. Is it the bivy? Is the the Zim bivy thing? No, it's um. Man, don't you hate it when you can't remember the name of a brand? Oh, wait. I remember you showed you showed me this, and it's where you, like, tuck. Instead of zipping, it, like, tucks in, kind of like the shoulder yeah. area, I think. Yeah, it just tucks over you, and it's – I'll be honest, man. It is my absolute favorite sleeping bag I've ever had for that reason, and it is warm. I mean, it is really, really warm. I'm just trying to remember what brand it was so I can look it up because I have no. I'd love to show it on here because it's a really great sleeping bag. Um, I'll see if REI carries it, but yeah. So I use that one when I'm gonna use a sleeping bag. Um, let me typically ask you, I prefer not to. Let me ask you a question while you're looking that up. So besides that one, for obvious reasons, have you found a sleeping bag that the zipper never gets caught in, like the little. You know the little um, like draft collar that they put just on the yeah. inside of the zipper on a lot of the yeah. sleeping bags? Yeah, my sleeping bag, no matter which one I use, it always gets caught in the material, especially if there's a draft collar. And if there's not a draft collar, it's still, you know, you'll sometimes get it snagged. Have you found a sleeping bag that doesn't do that? No, that's why I don't. That's why I quit using them. Um, and I ended up sticking with this one that I bought because it doesn't have any zippers. Yeah, because you get up and it's like 
28 degrees outside. You get up out of your tent. You go pee. You come back. It's 3 a.m. And then you're fighting with that zipper. And, you know, your hands are getting cold. You know, you're, uh, you're out there just trying to stay warm. Nothing is more annoying on the sleeping bag than that stuck zipper. You got that right. And, and the other thing is, like, when it's late at night and you have to go to the bathroom, you don't want undoing copy. a zipper, <laughs> Yeah, it's like the least enjoyable thing that you could possibly do. I will tell you, speaking of zippers, you know, on the hammocks, like Miyagi on the trail is the person that made my hammock, the Pride of Kentucky. And uh, I'll typically take that one, and it has a zipper. It zips all the way around on both sides. Same two, like... I don't know, whatever the name of the piece is that closes the teeth on the zipper. So those meet back at a little pocket, and you can tuck the the bug net away. I like them whenever it'll unzip on both sides, but both zippers to close it up have to meet in the middle. Have you seen that? Yes. That's uh, I think that's the way Jason's is. I don't know about – it could have been his old one, the one that he fell through whenever we were at the lake fishing that time. Um, yeah. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the one that he has now, too. The zippers meet in the middle so that you always know where they're at. So if you wake up in the middle of the night, you throw that top quilt off of you, zippers in the middle or it wouldn't be closed, you know. Yeah. Well, here's here's that sleeping bag. I'm going to pull this thing up for you real quick. Okay. So you can Let's see, see it. it. Uh, the one I have is red. Um, This one's blue. Sierra Designs. You can see what it looks like right here. So this yeah. is a 35-degree bag. I think mine's a 20. Um. But you can see what it looks like, and you can pick different sizes. Like if you want a long for someone like yourself or regular, um, and the weight's not terrible on it comparing considering what it is. Uh, the weight's 20, 24 ounces for the regular and twenty six ounces for the uh, the larger one. You're more of a so, warm sleeper. You think that it's a true thirty five degree, or do you think it's uh, this is going to be comfortable in the high forties? I'll be honest, man. The one I had, let me see if I can find it. Um, it's very warm. It's very warm because it's, uh, I've never gotten cold in it. Let's just put it that way. Here we go. Here's the one I have. No, that's not the one I have. So I don't think they make the one that I have anymore. Maybe it's the nightcap 20 or the. Oh, so you got a warmer rating than the. Yeah, I did get a warmer rating on mine, I believe. Um, but it's, you can see from the pictures on this thing though, like you can see how it works. It's interesting. They do, uh, does it only have blue on there where, where it says this like, one does? Yeah. Okay. Now here's the thing I like. If you look on that picture for people that are listening online, there's a place where you could stick your feet out the bottom if you get too hot. Oh yeah. And because of the way this is made, you can actually pull this, uh, this area of fabric that you pull over yourself. You can actually open that up to vent some more if it just is a little bit hot that night um absolutely no zippers though yeah that guy's leg was hanging off the mat gotta be careful man monster gets you from under the bed (laughs) do you think of that as a kid you watch scary movies can't let your leg hang off oh you can't do that but i don't know if you notice this too it also goes around the ends of your sleeping pad yeah do you have to air your pad up inside that sleeve or can you slide it on i've just slid it on and i've got a 25 inch wide pad Okay. So, so it should fit. I've Yours got the, is, I think it's the Etherlite XT from, uh, is it Etherlite XT from uh, Sea to Summit? No taper. I've also got a couple big Agnes pads, and it fits on every one of them. 
Uh, does it fit on on the ones that have no taper? That's all I have. I don't have okay. the taper ones. Okay. So yeah. you pay for the full <laughs> the full pad. You don't pay I, for part of it. I'm not a big taper kind of person. No, me either. So. Like I said, can't let your feet hang off. Yep. So what about your, uh, what did you sleep in? What was your tent Well, on that trip? Some people may have heard this before, but Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, um, I asked him if I could borrow his duplex, regular duplex. This is before they changed the zipper. This is in like 2019, I guess. And right. I set it up twice. I slept in it one night. I set it up the first night on trail and didn't sleep in it. And then I set it up the second night and did. And the rest of the time I was in the shelters. So I really carried that tent for no reason. But, you know, I like it just in case of emergencies. But I will tell you, the clean ones, who is uh, a couple of ladies that we met that were also backpacking the trail, they didn't bring a shelter whatsoever. So I guess if, if they, you know, got lost or something, there was no, let's just set up for the night. But I, I'm pretty sure this is also like their first backpacking experience. So maybe some questionable decisions. Not even a tarp. At least you had an ultralight tent with you, though. That's true. I could have been carrying like the palace or something. And you're adding four or five yeah. more pounds. I mean, you could have been carrying something like I was carrying, which is almost three pounds, you know? Oh, you had the doghouse, didn't you? Yeah, the thing sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the come on Big now. Agnes Fly Creek, man. Was Don't not. Hate- a huge fan of that one, man. Don't not hate on Big fan. Agnes. Big Agnes makes awesome stuff. They do. Just except not for, the fly <laughs> Except for the doghouse. That is well, you slept in it one night, you understand. Yeah, dude. My um my first through hike where I was doing the J E M T in Tennessee slash Kentucky area. Uh I used a, a they're called tarp tents. And yeah. it was just like a bivy that I slept in. Slept in it. I think every night but one. And dude, it was like your um your tent that you crawl in through the door, you know, feet first and slide all the way down, don't have any room. It was like that, except the walls were I mean the roof was like a lot closer to you. Just enough well, yeah. room to stay dry. Hated it. That's bivvies, man. That's bivvies. Some people prefer them actually, which is interesting. Well so, now maybe that could be our poll for this next week. Would you do you use a bivy? And if you do, do you like it? Oh, I have to figure out how to word that to make it. <laughs> the polls. Yeah, I don't know. I make that poll, but I would think we should make that a poll. So, yeah, the tarp tents for the lost dude. The what the tents that you can buy now. I mean, tarp tents were I think fairly expensive as well, but or the bivvies or whatever. For what you can get now, you can get a full big tent. Now it could cost you a pretty penny, like five hundred to thousand dollars, which is a shocker. But you can get something just as light as that tiny little compact bivy style for what an extra few ounces i mean i'm gonna take the two-person tent all day long yeah same here i i I don't like being and it's weird because i like tents or i mean i like hammocks but i don't like being claustrophobic i don't like feeling like i got all the stuff on me Mm -hmm. but i think the way i set up my hammock the hammock feels more like it's the bed i sleep in but my tarp is the tent so to speak yeah, once people can figure out how to sleep in a hammock, I feel like they're such a great option. But at first, you're trying to figure everything out, and then I feel like a lot of people just are like, no. I mean, tent's easy, simple. If I go once or twice a year, I don't have to remember how to 
tie these knots and do all this rigging and all this stuff. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, if you do it right, it doesn't take a lot of work, but it takes a long time to get to where it's not a lot of work. Yeah, steep learning curve. Yeah. And honestly, I wish I would have known about hammocks when I did my first hike because oh, I probably yeah. would have enjoyed having a hammock on that whole trip. Imagine the sleep. Oh, oh yeah, the hammock man. time. Ten hours but of hammock time. I'll be honest. I, I don't know what it was like for you when you were doing the long trail, but we were hiking almost 20 miles a day. Yep. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you're tired. I can sleep in a tent when I've done that many miles. Yeah, you can about sleep anywhere. I've slept on wood slats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I had my Nemo tensor in the bottom of a tent, and I slept like a baby every single night when I was out on trail. And it was just because we hiked so many miles. You're just so tired at the end of the day. Sleeping's not necessarily all that difficult. Yeah, that hiker midnight comes early, doesn't it? Oh, man, not early <laughs> enough sometimes. <laughs> Makes you want to crawl in the bed. Let's look at a few more of the things on this gear list. All right, let's look at yours first. Okay. So I had fuel on there, but the thing about the fuel is if you're flying, you can't uh, take fuel on the airplane. So I had marked it off, and I left this list at home, actually. I had marked it off because, you know, if you're flying, you got to buy it when you get there. So, Yep. Um, my Patagonia beanie. Man, I lost it in New Hampshire last year. Really? Yeah, when I was on that trip, when we were snowshoeing and all that. Uh, pillow, dude, <laughs> the last trip I was on, Jason said, how many pillows uh, did you bring on this trip? I said, three. <laughs> They're all air up, but uh, one of them is like padded too. The pillow I brought on this one was just a Trekology. You know, thinking that's back. what I used. That's what I used on my entire Sheltoe Trace was a Trekology pillow. That's that's rough on the neck, man. Just All the I'm Trekology. Say is it smelled awful by the end of that hike. Well, mine did too, because most of the time it was between my legs, and I just used my uh, puffy, you know, as my pillow. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, after that trip, I kind of went away from the uh, typical blow up pillows. I went to the Nemo uh, Philo pillow for a long, long time, like for two or three years. And uh, now I've circled back around. I'm using one of these little guys, the little Sea to Summit pillows. Yeah, the Eros. Yeah, the Eros. And it is it is nice, man. I tried not to use it for a long time because so many people had used it. And I was kind of like, well, I don't want to use what everybody else is using. But now I'm using it because it's kind of awesome. <laughs> Those are good pillows. You know, even though it's air up and it doesn't have a lot of extra padding, it's still got that texture that feels a little softer. Yeah, and it's great. It's great for when you're trying to go ultralight. It's just so light. It's two and a half ounces, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, I'll I'll tell you a couple of other things here, and and we can look at some of these luxury items. Have a little discussion on what you should bring, what you shouldn't, or that kind of thing. The hand sanitizer, please, everybody. This is a public service announcement. Get one of those travel hand sanitizers and put it on the outside of your backpack. And then every time that you go to the bathroom, I don't care if it's one or two, use the hand sanitizer. I just put mine in my poop kit. So when I take my toilet paper and everything with me, I always know it's there. I found out when I put it on my backpack, I would forget to get it off my backpack, and I would go, and then I'd have to do it when I got back. And uh, I'd rather do it as soon as I possibly can after I use the bathroom. No, you need two of them then, John. You why need, do I need two? You need one. <laughs> why do you need two? Because what about whenever you pee? You still need to wash your hands. Well, it's in the back of my backpack. It's not hard to get to. 
Well, but if you put one on the outside, <clears throat> listen, for the low, I'm a salesman, dude. <laughs> I work for Germex. For the low, low price of 99 cents, you can get one at Walmart to hang on the outside. I'll I'll buy you one. So that way I know well, you're I don't, I don't need I mean, I use it every time I go to the bathroom. Dude, this is for your convenience. But the problem is I have 80 other things hanging off the front of my backpack. This I've is... got a GPS. <laughs> I got a water bottle. I got a phone holder. I don't really feel like putting anything else on the front of my backpack. I mean, some people, like, is it Carl Mandrioli from uh, Backpacking and Blisters calls those uh, backpack ornaments? <laughs> I've um, never heard that before. That's funny. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily want to add more ornaments to my tree, so I'm okay with just having to take a second, reach in the back of the pack, pull out a, some hand sanitizer, and clean it off. That's no big deal. This is a matter of life and death. How do you think COVID was spread, John? People not washing. Not on the trail. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wasn't like eating eating animals in a market somewhere, and I don't know. Speaking of uh, your hands, by the way, check this segue out. Gloves, you can see I got it circled there. I couldn't decide. I was like, if I already have workout gloves, and I was like, I think I'm going to bring some, like, the, they're, like, rubber-coated on the outside, like work gloves. I'm not really sure what they're called, just, like, the cheapies. Yeah. I was like, if I'm going to bring both of those, do I really need, like, winter gloves? Like, if you wear the workout gloves whenever you're back, like, on trail, not at camp, and then you have the other gloves at camp. You can work in them, like firewood and that kind of stuff, and yeah. they'll keep your hands warm. Why did I? Why would I bring other gloves? So I ended up not bringing other gloves. I think, but maybe then again, I might have carried wool gloves with me the whole time. I can't remember. <laughs> I know I got the fingerless gloves that turn into mittens this year. Oh um, yeah, those are good. Yeah, and, and honestly, I didn't really carry gloves with me for a lot of the Shell Toey Trace until we hit about November. And uh, Start getting once cold I got to November, um, I had some Nike running gloves that I used, and they were the ones I used when I was on Kilimanjaro, and those worked really well. Yeah, sometimes you need them, sometimes you don't. And then I'll tell you one of the most invaluable pieces of gear is the buff. I mean, uh, oh yeah, I don't want to beat a dead horse here because I know, you know, Everybody uses a buff, you know, like so a lot of people used them as masks, you know, early during the vid. So everybody knows what a buff is, I think. If you don't, it's like a neck gator. And that thing, you can put it around your pillow, you know, you can use it to kind of help filter the big particles out of water if you're going to, you know, fill something up and use a tablet to clean your water. Um, you can use it off your neck. Keep your sun, yeah, or wet it and, you know, make your neck wet by putting that wet buff around you. Yeah, I mean, there's a million uses. Wipe your tent down. I, I could keep going on and on and on. I bought me a like a $6 Walmart watch because I didn't want to wear my Apple watch and charge it all the time. So I used that right. the whole time. Did you wear a watch or track any of your uh, you know, steps or calories or anything like that whenever you're on trail? I did. I took my Apple watch with me and charged it like every night. So... I had to charge it. It was the original Apple Watch, like the very first model that they came out with. Terrible battery and the life. battery died on that thing so fast all the time. Even on my Garmin, dude, I know that you can change the settings and stuff, but if you backpack with it on all day, it'll only last a couple of days, maybe three. You know, if you're if it's running 10 hours tracking your hike and stuff, um, but I think that's with GPS tracking and, and all that. The Apple Watch, I was like, it, it died... I got like the Series 2 whenever I got an Apple Watch for the first time. 
Yeah. And it would die during my hike. I'd be like seven hours in or something, and it'd be like a battery just totally crapped out. Yeah, that's that's never any fun at all. I know with uh, – I, I ended up buying what they call a Sunto. I don't know if you've if you've heard of the company Sunto. Um, but I bought a Sunto watch, and that thing would go four or five days without needing to be charged. And so I can take it on a lot of weekend trips, and as long as I charge it the night before and uh, I use that, I could typically go an entire weekend without having to charge my phone. Without charging your phone? Uh, my watch, sorry. Oh, your watch, okay. I yeah, medication's you. getting to me. Oh, yeah, John's been a little under the weather. I'm surviving, though. We're all good. Yeah, I can still smile. Uh, real quick, I wanted to show you a couple of uh, optional items and i know you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, kind of the luxuries of trail the rest of that stuff just like my night bag my toiletries first aid it's like standard stuff right. phone cord and all that um <laughs> i put on their passport because i knew i was going to canada but i didn't know turned out it was in the middle of the woods so i didn't actually need the passport yeah so comfort items i put on there playing cards have you ever brought playing cards backpacking before Never once. And I have, and I've never used them. <laughs> Not once. I remember my wife. This is so sweet. She bought me a mini, like the miniature size. Yep. So that, you know, I could take them with me and it wouldn't weigh as much. Yeah. Didn't take them out one time. Yep. Not once. Deodorant. You bring deodorant on trail? Never. I started bringing it. Can't believe it. Did you? Yeah, I think it was because of the Camino. I was like, ah, I got me a whole hygiene kit that unzips and everything. I was like, well, what's an extra two ounces for this deodorant? So. Well, the thing is there, you could take a shower every night. I know, I know. But so still, you're not going two or three days with no shower where the deodorant has no meaning anymore. Yeah. It made me feel a little better on this last trip, though. Not going to lie. Hey, man, you know what? If it makes you feel good. You just do that, okay? Hike your own hike. Chapstick. Hike your own hike, brother. Chapstick. chapstick. I should, bring chapstick. <laughs> it should not be on optional. What was I thinking? Dude, you get up on top of those mountains, and you're like, I would kill for just a little dab of Carmex right now. <laughs> you know what I'm it's saying? It's amazing how much of a difference. And honestly, if you're out in the cold and it's really windy, mm -hmm. putting that stuff across your cheeks and your nose isn't a bad idea either in your ears. Oh, I didn't even think of because that. Because those can chat, chat just as bad as your lips if you're not careful. And Because uh, I don't know how you are, but when it's really cold and windy, it makes my eyes water a little bit. Yeah, to dry out my face. I'll yeah, come back. Yeah, so my face will dry out. And if those tears come down and wet my skin just a little bit, uh, it's not good. So I, I always bring a little bit of Carmex or something that I can put on my nose and just kind of protect myself from windburn. Right, right. Uh, my yeah, I always come back and I look like I got a sunburn, but it's just where it's windy in wintertime. Yep. Um sunglasses. Uh, can I share something with you? Yeah. Outside of Kilimanjaro, I have never brought sunglasses on a backpacking trip. Oh, you got transition lenses? No. Oh, dude, you should try the transitions. I don't know if they're available. I know you got the the lens has got the bifocals and stuff in them, but yeah, yeah. Well, it's because I'm old, but for some reason, I've just never <laughs> needed sunglasses. Um, I usually wear a hat. That helps, and so I just never have, never have felt the need to have sunglasses. So 
Well, that's you, just an interesting side note. If you ever uh, go up and do the snowshoeing and all that, I'd bring sunglasses because it's so bright where it reflects off the snow. I was like that in Wisconsin when I was up there a couple years ago. So yeah, you done okay? Yeah. Well, I got a couple more here. So whistle, extra batteries. I mean, I brought rechargeable stuff, so I didn't even need the batteries. Well, a lot of your backpacks have whistles built into them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like the sternum strap, right where it clips in. You know, yeah. Usually a whistle. Lantern, didn't need. Camera, took it, but just because I was filming the whole thing, but apparently for no reason. And then, uh, I'm just kidding. I've used a ton of B-roll from that trip. Um, journal, and a lot of people will bring those, like, waterproof pencils. Yeah. So, I don't know. I didn't bring... I didn't bring a journal, but I'll tell you what, I ended up with like a few sheets of paper that I ripped out of notebooks or something. And uh, this was like during the trip. I don't know if I was at a, a hostel or a hotel or something, but I ended up kind of journaling on that notebook paper and writing some different notes and stuff. Um, so a journal is not a bad thing, especially for the longer trip. I don't know if you've ever done the journaling or if you've ever used your phone for it. I've only done it on... Uh... Kilimanjaro. That was the only time I brought a journal and I did it for the first three days and I stopped doing it after that because I got too tired and I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So. If that's a, if, if that's something that you do in everyday life, I think it's smart to continue it while you're on trail. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe try it sometime if, uh, you know, anybody's listening that hasn't because it really does give you a chance to reflect on your thoughts and really talk to yourself and be like, how do I honestly feel about blah, blah, blah. Because nobody's ever going to read it. You know, you can burn it if you want to. Um, yeah. Earplugs, non-negotiable. <laughs> I slept in shelters with other people. I know you kind of had your tent and stuff on the shell toey, But the, the earplugs, I even use them at home sometimes. Yeah, and it's funny because I've had several people say, well, what are you going to do if a bear comes into your camp at night? I was like, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll die quietly? I don't know. Like, You'll know if a bear's jumping on yeah, top I, of it. I'm not too worried about it, to be honest. Here's the thing. I'm looking through the rest of your list, and you've got a quick dry towel. You've got a bear spray, nylon cord for a clothesline, and a Bluetooth speaker. And then you've got Miyagi. He will come for you. <laughs> um, I'm assuming Miyagi wrote that down himself. This, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. This was hanging on the wall. Anyways, oh. I, I, I was going to say, I would trade almost everything in that list for yeah. one thing that you didn't put in there. What is it? A chair. Oh, you know, I didn't bring a chair because I put a sit pad on here. See, Z seat, I got it right yeah. here. Yeah. Yep. But you, but put I a, would, I would put a chair above any one of those things. To be honest with you, except maybe the chapstick, but that doesn't go in an optional thing for me. So. Yeah, that's like med kit at the very least. But when you're at camp, man, sitting on a chair is really nice. Oh, dude, really, I really, really nice. especially if it's been raining or it's cold. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's really, really nice. Okay, before we wrap this, I want to tell you how that Miyagi got there. Okay. Okay. So I was at my old house, so I had a different YouTube studio. And I had all this stuff. I don't know if you remember, but I had a bunch of stuff hanging on the wall. You've been over there. Yes. And this paper was hanging on the wall because I had a bunch of memorabilia from trails and you know permits and all this maps. And so that was all hanging behind me in the background of my videos. And Miyagi, he left me so many Easter eggs there. Everything from stickers to drawings to things like this, where <laughs> at the at the very bottom of my list, he put, Miyagi, he will comfort you, smiley face. 
I'll tell you, that's a guy I need to get back on a trail with again. He is so much fun to backpack with. Yeah, I was just texting him the other day. They're doing well, man. Yeah, they are. Getting married soon, aren't they? Well, I didn't talk to him about the, the whole marriage deal, but I know they got engaged. I know engaged. they're engaged. Yeah, because I saw the I video where she tripped. If I remember correctly, so, she tripped. Yeah, so that's that's pretty exciting for them. But uh, it's just kind of fun to go down memory lane and look at the stuff that we used to use and the things that we used to do and see where we are now. And uh, we need to probably do this again in a couple of years. Yeah. But look at the stuff we're using right now that we're not using two years from now. I, because I, I have a feeling it'll change, knowing <laughs> the two of us. Yeah, dude, and then the nostalgia is real. It is. It's it is. fun. And that's why I want to do this episode because I thought, yeah, that'd be fun. Take a little time and look back and reflect and swap a couple stories. So I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and if you want to, leave in the comments below gear that you are still using that you used maybe a few years ago. Um, let us know what stuff just has stand or stood the test of time for you when it comes to backpacking. I know everybody's got one or two pieces of gear that they've continued to use for years. Uh, I know for me, I have my Tokes pot and I've got that revelation quilt and they have gone on almost every trip since I started backpacking. So I would love to hear some of your all's comments on what it is that you've been using for years. So for Jeremiah and myself, sir, it's been a good time. I have fun, so I man. I say we sign out of here. Let's do it. All right, man. We'll catch you all on the next one. Yeah. Adios. Adios.